Hello and welcome to the Guilty Pleasure Podcast, the podcast that celebrates and elaborates on our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Rayal Bell. And today's guest was Ryan Sprague. We talked about X-Files and aliens. It was an epic conversation. If you'd like to reach us, you can email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Guilty Pleasure Podcast. And more importantly, leave a review for us on iTunes. Actually, a couple of you guys left some more reviews on iTunes, and you're awesome. Oh my gosh, thank you guys thank so you much. Thank you so for- much. Oh. It really means a lot to me and yeah. Amanda when you guys comment. So if you can, we really, really appreciate it. If you don't have iTunes, you can also find us on SoundCloud at Guilty Pleasure Podcast and leave us a comment in the episode description, and we'll read that too, and it'll make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Oh, thanks for listening you guys hey hey Hey. thanks for listening (laughs) the nerdist school network for class and show information visit nerdistschool.com do you remember reading children's books i do the picture books that had all the nice pictures and also a story oh yeah they were always so nice and fun were they i don't know i don't remember well, if you want to remember, you should probably listen to our podcast. What's our podcast? Our podcast is Rachel and Sam Read a Story. Sounds super nice and friendly all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm Rachel Bieber. And I'm Sam Gash. And we are the people who do Rachel and Sam Read a Story. On Mondays on the Nerdist School Network. Thank you for having me. This oh my is gosh. an honor. I've been in LA for a week, so to already be doing something like this, I feel like, oh, it's always going to be like this. I'm going to end up at the Nerdist School with yeah. really cool people who host an awesome podcast. I so, love that. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a good, we're the welcoming committee. We really. are, the, especially from the New York, the yeah, New York <laughs> side. We're like, oh, you're a New Yorker moving to LA for the first time? Come be on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. also calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. You are way too excited. Yeah. Oh, take it down to a six. Oh. Uh, before we do that, I did want to give you guys these. <gasps> oh my God, gifts! Gifts? Did we get gifts? gifts? I gave you gifts. Yes. Guys, it's a book. <laughs> you can't see it, but we'll definitely post it. It's called Somewhere in the Sky: A Human Approach to an Alien Phenomenon by Ryan, Ryan Sprague. Bri- Sprague? Sprague? That's yep, how you yep, pronounce you it? Yep, you got it. Nice. Sprague, Sprague, Sprague. Prague with an S. Is this, your, this is a book. <gasps> yeah. And stickers. Oh yeah. my gosh. I put sentences together and someone <laughs> was dumb enough to make it into a book. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you rope a doped them real well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this. Look at your my badass pleasure. picture in the back. Uh, you yeah. look so legit. Yeah, right. Look okay. at that. I, that was a good hair. And there's like several people who made several comments about it in the back. Did, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I cannot wait to read this. this Thank is you so, so cool. much. I had no idea that you were I think you were the first published author on the podcast. Oh, wow. Yay. Well, I only thought it was appropriate for what we'll be talking about today. It is very appropriate. Speaking of which, what is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is The X Files. 
<laughs> I'm glad you guys did that. Whenever I I talk on like I've done like news stations and broadcasts and stuff, and every time I come on to talk about UFOs seriously, uh, they put the X Files music behind it. Well, there you so go. We're not I, I that very cool to have it, but yeah, yeah it's, it's your really, intro it's music, us. basically, right. right? Every time you enter a room, you ask, you ask <laughs> that someone play it on their phone. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey it's Ryan, such a Ryan, can you get me a glass of water? <laughs> As he's walking in with the water. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Anyway, um, so uh, how how did you get into? I mean, here's the thing: is that I've known Ryan for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, we worked together in New York, and uh, now you're here, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you've from from since I've known you, which is a while now, yeah, you've been always been interested in UFOs, extraterrestrial, aliens, that sort of a thing. Um, how how uh, were you introduced to the X Files, and was that something that sparked it, or was, has this always been like a lifelong passion? It's kind of been a lifelong passion. Um, the X Files came into my life at a very interesting time. I had had my own personal UFO sighting. Actually, what? Like six months before I saw the first episode of the X-Files. Oh shit. So I was, I'm trying, I'm, I'm dating myself now. I was 12, I wanna say, mm-hmm. uh, in upstate New York. And I was fishing off a dock uh, with my parents. And I, it was nighttime and I saw these three white lights uh, reflecting off of the water first. So naturally I look up and I see the three white lights. I couldn't see any sort of like structure or machine, if you will, but uh, I couldn't see the stars behind uh, what I was seeing. And it was just kind of floating over the water, silent, completely silent. I could just hear like the water hitting the dock. So I start yelling for my dad, who's inside our hotel, um, to come out. And as he's coming out, the thing starts floating over the water towards Canada, the border of Canada. And my father did see the tail end of what I saw. Oh, wow. And uh, he told me, you know, it was just a plane. It was just a plane, Ryan, calm down. Uh, but even at 12, I knew that whatever it was, it was not like any sort of plane I'd seen or heard before. Uh, I, I'm not saying it was alien, uh, but it was alien. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I saw kinda, what I saw. <laughs> I saw what I saw, yeah. And uh, I was terrified, and that kind of led to Obsession. I started taking out book after book in the library about UFOs and uh, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, whatever I could get my hands on. Yeah. And uh, serendipitously, I guess, uh, was it was the same year I saw my first episode of The X-Files. Oh, crazy. Yeah, which was, I believe, 1996. The show premiered in 93. Three, yeah. Uh, but the first episode I saw was in 96. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. And what was your... I mean, that's crazy. That's <laughs> that, not that you are crazy, but that's like a nutso experience. Like that would blow my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. That would be crazy. That's awesome. I also think it's really cool, though, that you got your dad to see it and yes. then effectively vow, like, no, I, I wasn't having a weird little kid hallucination. Right. I like, there was something there. And I love how quick your dad, I think that's just like the dichotomy between parents and kids where your dad's just very quick to be like, it's a plane, it's a plane. And you're like, 
That's not a plane. I've I've seen planes in my 12 years on this earth, and that was no plane. Let me tell you, it was long 12 years. I knew a lot about aviation. Also, right? Planes make a very distinct sound. I grew up right by LaGuardia Airport, and so, you know, like, I know what a plane, like, sounds and looks like Mm -hmm. because they were always flying over my backyard. And if this was super silent, that sounds very much not like a plane. Completely silent. Yeah, I didn't hear a thing. Like I said, it was just the water, like, hitting the dock. That was it. And, Did you yeah. catch any fish? Uh, that night I was unsuccessful. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> gotta ask the hard gotta ask the hard questions here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So did you seek out the X Files or did you just kind of see it on TV and then you were like, oh, okay, this is up my alley. Yeah. So it's kind of a depressing story. Um, Tell I, it. I, yeah. <laughs> how I first saw the X Files. This was an episode called Quagmire. Um, I don't know if you guys know that one or have seen it, but it was about a, like a Loch Ness monster creature, a sea monster that uh, they. They were investigating. Um, and so I was 12. Roller skating was a big thing back then. We would go every Friday to the skating place in Syracuse, New York. Yeah. And uh, all the cool kids were all there. All the cool kids, yeah. You know? So I'm my parents went out for the night and uh, my friend's parents were gonna come pick me up. You know, there's a group of like five of us that would go every week. Uh, they forgot me. No. Either they forgot me or they straight up just didn't want me to go. You um, were Kevin McAllister. I was, <laughs> so I'm home alone. Thank you. Um, and my friends never showed up to get me. And Aww. I was just like, what am I going to do now? Maybe so, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> so I kid. turned the TV on and, you know, it was 8 o'clock on a Friday night, oh. Fox. And, uh, this show came on that I'd never heard of. And that opening, you know, credit <laughs> sequence. Yes. And the UFO. The UFO, that weird face. That weird face. That creepy face. I'm, that not, I'm not a fan of I'm that not a fan face. Of that. I saw that face and I was like, no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In so when I saw the UFO, that's when I kind of was like, oh, this is, I, I got to watch this. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty scary. I mean, it was about a sea monster, but um, this thing was like pulling people under the water and Ugh. beheading people. And it was gross. Yeah. It was unlike anything I'd seen on TV before. And you were um, hooked. I was hooked. I was hooked after that. How know? did you, how did you, um, how did you see the uh, other episode, like the previous episodes? Were they in syndication yet, or uh, not at that point? Not at this point. I was watching week to week, just oh, like wow. everyone else. This is obviously before like all syndication yeah. and streaming and all that. So I was kind of living it as it was happening at yeah. that point. Yeah, and you were just and following it. I was following it, and when I saw that there was not only these monster of the week sort mm-hmm. of things where they go out and investigate a ghost or a monster, uh, there was this overarching story this mythology of this huge grand alien conspiracy so what do so um for people uh my mother who've never seen this show yeah how would you describe the x-files yeah yeah we should probably give a cliff notes version uh so the x-files is two fbi agents uh one a firm believer in uh the paranormal the Mm -hmm. unexplained ufos and one a super skeptic uh so we have dana scully who is hired to debunk these cases known as the x files uh cases that the fbi either have never solved or it's just a little too fringe for them Mm -hmm. uh they give them to agent fox Mulder, who uh used to be a profiler for the fbi he he was known for bringing uh, bringing 
uh, for arresting one of the most famous serial killers at the time. Um, but as time went on, he got into all this UFO stuff. We find out that as a child, his sister was supposedly abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sent him on this lifelong course to not only find his sister, but uh, find out the truth about aliens. Um so, again, Scully is brought in to debunk all of these cases, give a scientific answer for them, and Mulder is there to say, it's aliens, it's yeah. this, it's that. Uh, so you have a really interesting dichotomy between these two main characters. And every week, they would investigate a new X-File. And they investigate it for nine, ten, ten seasons now. Wow. Yeah. It's, I, I haven't, I never watched the show uh, before, uh, knowing that we were going to be doing this podcast. And I saw my first episode yesterday. I saw the pilot, the second episode, and then I just watched this morning another episode that you sent me. Um, the uh, I forget what the title is. Um, I can find it, or I can describe it to you, and you'll know what it is. <laughs> um, but that pilot episode? It's great. Holy Crudola. Yeah. Very is, 90s, right? Oh, it, well, first of all, it's very 90s because <laughs> it was the 90s. I know. Uh, Scully's uh, fashion choices are quite epic. Gorgeous woman. But Gorgeous. those shoulder pads, man. Oh, man. Those, I don't, I'm surprised she uh... could clear most doorways with that with those shoulder pads. I was like, actually, um, my boyfriend Max was watching it with me a little bit while he was like playing on his phone. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, who wears that anymore to their job? Like, especially if you're like going in. I guess she had like a skirt on with heels and stuff. I'm like, you're in the field. Yeah, what do you get on some comfortable shoes? You're gonna have to chase an alien. (laughs) Well, maybe she she was like my librarian chic will like maybe keep me undercover. Right, right. right. I I think it's the second episode where you see her running like full speed in heels. In heels. So I mean, apparently she can do it. She can. She she knows what's up. Uh, I do love that pilot though. I actually watched the X Five for the first time a couple of months ago when it was on uh, Netflix and it's always I stayed very very far away from it as a child because mm-hmm. I'm a little scaredy cat and I thought that it was very scary and then someone was like you know it's kind there's a little there's a few it is a little scary but it's not like as terrifying as I thought it was but overall I was very impressed by like the setup and the writing I thought it was a really um, unique idea I love like these types of supernatural shows, uh. like supernatural, and um, it's. I, I just really enjoy like discovering that mythology and like playing with it in a very like real kind of modern way. And I also like how a lot of the episodes, they never really find out what happens, right? Yeah, because we, as there. the viewers, are granted this extra view into what's actually happening, but they can never truly explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good point. It it reminds me a lot of like Doogie Howser in the sense that every episode of Doogie Howser would start with him writing in his diary on his yeah. like old eight bit computer or whatever. And for this one, you would have Scully or Mulder introduce the case, uh, and then by the end, like give sort of their I guess their debriefing of what it was. And you're right, they always remained unexplained. It was very rare that they ever solved a case through mm-hmm. science or through pseudoscience or even through you know. Uh, metaphysics or the yeah. mystical whatever what have you they just it remained elusive throughout the whole series and i think that's kind of what kept it going you can i guess it, i mean as like writing a show from that standpoint you can't really put a pin in it every episode because then that uh, that takes away from searching and trying to find out the truth once you kind of 
solidify something. Does that make sense? Like if it doesn't stay mystical and it doesn't stay elusive, then I feel like it's harder to um, keep that going. Yeah. Keep each episode being like, what's going to happen next? Are they going to find out? Right. Are they? What are they going to find? The pilot episode. Watching the pilot episode, I was. <laughs> I was like, aliens are real, and Scully, get on it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then the next episode, she's like, I still don't believe on it. And I'm like, what the fuck? You just saw, like, all that crazy shit just happen. Like, yes. do it. And then I watched an, the other one, which is on is season four or three, and it's like the, you said it was like a sillier one. Yeah. Uh, where, they're, like, the government is abducting people. Yes, that one. Yeah. And I was like, you, you're still, you still don't believe we're in like season four. It, I think actually, <laughs> yeah. like kind of going back to Scully, I think that's such an interesting like ca character trait she has because I think it really reflects on humanity as a whole because as humans, we so often put ourselves in denial, not necessarily about the supernatural, mm -hmm. but about things that we see with our own freaking eyes because they mess with our worldview or they mess with what we want to be true. Mm -hmm. So even though you see it with your plain eye, like with your eyes, like it actually happened, you're like, no. It could have like, been this, it could have been that. This, like she tries to explain it. And sometimes she's just like, I can't explain it, but it, it's not that. Yes. But it, it's like he's, but Mulder's making the most sense out no. of everything. It's interesting. In the beginning, when the show first started, it was so in your face that Mulder would experience these things. He would see the UFO. He would see a group of aliens mm -hmm. in some abandoned warehouse. Uh, and Scully would always come in at the last second when it disappears. Yeah. Now, that got a little ridiculous as the series went on. It was like, come on, seriously? She every can't fall time, every time and then every like, time. he sees it and she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but as the show goes on, they gave Scully more agency. They give this character more to work with. In and terms New of Balance sneakers so she wouldn't, <laughs> yes. so she wouldn't trip and Get her fall. out of those heels. Come Pod on. Podcast is uh, sponsored by yeah. New Balance. New Balance. <laughs> 90s was not the best time for feminism, I would say, <laughs> in terms of that. So constantly making her the character to have to rest or mm -hmm. it was clear that uh, not only the writers, but Gillian Anderson was like, no, this isn't what I signed up for. Like, you wanted a strong female character. Let's do that. Let's make her uh, complex, complicated. So it's pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys know what happened during the, it was either the first season or the second season. Gillian uh, Anderson got pregnant. And this, this, put like a huge roadblock in the show. Mm -hmm. They weren't sure what to do. She's like, well, I'm gonna have to leave for like, to have the baby, to, all of this. And they're like, oh, the show just became huge. The first mm -hmm. season was one of Fox, one of their biggest successes of all time. And they're like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? And that completely changed the entire course of the show for the next 10 seasons. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they worked it into the script. And in the second season, uh, they had her get abducted by aliens. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's why she's pregnant? Is she pregnant with an alien baby? You hit the nail on the oh head. Oh my god! At you least mean? that's what the show was alluding to. And you sort of start to learn more as the series goes what on. What happens to the baby? <sighs> I don't want to spoil it. You spoiler can spoil alert. It? You can spoil spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So many, many seasons later, uh she oh. ends up I mean, not many seasons. She has the baby um, yeah. on the series, and it turns out to be some sort of 
alien human hybrid no, with these I hate that. I hate superpowers that it can move things with its mind, this, that, this, that. Um, it, it got a little crazy as the series goes on. Um, they kept like they kept the kid there. Was she like, I guess this is my kid now? No, she ends up giving it up for adoption. And did she tell them, like, in the paperwork, being like, it's an alien baby? <laughs> Father? Alien. Can you yeah. imagine how that would go over at the adoption agency? Like, yeah, somebody also, would be into it. your baby has alien DNA, yeah. so you're going to have to work that did into Did the baby diet. look like a human and it just, like, had these supernatural powers? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it was totally human. Um, <laughs> nothing really stood out about it yeah so she gets abducted yep she comes back what after a couple episodes and she's pregnant what was she like three months pregnant six months pregnant is she see is she showing so in the television show she's showing they like yeah jackie showing. has her hand to the side right in the like, rib like in her rib cage like that's where the baby is <laughs> yeah that's she... right your baby grows in your ribs yeah, right that's right? where alien babies grow yeah it's, from it's in the I'm bible whatever told, yeah she had a hunchback it's like i think i'm pregnant <laughs> yeah she's got like this lump they open it up. It's an alien baby. It's an alien. That's how they do it up there. Yeah, yeah. What do you do for alien baby shower? Is all the decoration green, glow in the dark? It's green. It's green. It's all like day glow with black lights. It's like a Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> That's Spencer's what it Gift is. themed baby shower. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't have brought a better describer in. Yeah, Spencer's yeah. Gifts. It's Spencer's oh. Gifts like in the back where the posters are. Yeah. Mm, and, the lava lamps. Mushroom and the lava posters. lamps. The mushroom yeah. posters, the mm-hmm. lava lamps, and, and the like, neon signs. There's definitely like a stairway to heaven. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I don't know why. It just, you know, <laughs> goes with the theme, you guys. But I'm trying to remember how they sort of worked it in. Yeah, I know. They get rid of the kid. It was one of those like uh, almost virgin mary things where she gets abducted and comes back pregnant so then you've got more time to work with oh my god what what happened how did i get pregnant i you know i've never i haven't been with anyone i'm too busy at work investigating ghosts and ufos and And having steamy steamy uh sexual tension with my Mm. with my co-agents so we'll definitely get into that i want to (laughs) because i was like from the beginning yeah you were a shipper I was definitely a shipper on that. Yeah, like, yeah. get on it. Well, that brings up a good point, too. Now, this was also the time where message boards were big when the show came out. <laughs> oh, God. So you had people saying week to week about the X-Files, like, when are they going to get together? Or yeah. you should talk about this or you should talk about that. And the writers have come forward and admitted that episodes were made, were created directly from people on the message boards. Oh. Giving them, you know, ideas of what to write about or what they would like, what they didn't like about the show. And it was one of the first times in, I believe, television history where, like, the internet and message boards, where the fans were truly a part of the show, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, a common thing now where people be like, bring the show back. We love it. And yeah. Like, All right. I think, you actually, know? we'll just, like, sidebar and then we'll go right back into the X-Files. But my theory about the Game of Thrones ending that just took place is that it was completely like just hand uh, 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 fan uh, driven fan driven like it was all things that fans wanted to see but yeah yeah. which I don't know was kind of like on games, Game of Thrones like but anyway I digress <laughs> a show I've never seen I've never seen it either yeah. if you watch it I recommend you watch it I watched it tried to watch it a couple years ago and then I failed because, <laughs> and then I tried again with subtitles and then oh, I was in. Oh, you know what? I do subtitles for a lot of because things. Because they all freaking mumble and they're British accents and they all got weird ass names. <laughs> and there's like a cast of 50 people. 
And so it actually really helps because yeah. I'm be like, this guy has like eight names, but you're calling him by this name and he's not on screen. It's really hard to like kind of follow those plot points. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my recommendation for the show. That being <laughs> Noted. said, that being Noted. said, I'm going to go start it right after this. That being said, it's like what? 70 hours of television you have to dedicate your life to. So I'm like, gonna, I can do it. I can do it. I believe in myself. Take, yeah, take a moment. You know, I can do like, I was thinking about it because it is a show that I, am interested in watching and it does seem like it would be right up my alley I love all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I was like you know what an hour a day you know that's when all you, you get need. home and then you'll be caught up for next summer and then you can get wrapped up in all the nonsense really get into the whole rigmarole of the yeah, whole absolutely. thing mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but um, back to uh, sexual tension you mm-hmm. guys uh, do they do they don't they do they or don't they so this is something that uh, uh was throughout the entire show where you always thought they were going to. Um, and it, it's tough. It's tough because they they form such a strong bond throughout the series, having experienced like the most weird, crazy, can I swear on your? Yeah, of course, All please. the time. Craziest shit you can possibly think of, life-altering things together. Um, I, I can't imagine like a relationship becoming stronger um, mm-hmm. after having experienced things like that. So I think a lot of people hoped it wouldn't happen. Uh, but then again, you see you have certain episodes of the show where you see how lonely each character is mm-hmm. uh, in their personal lives, outside of the office, outside of what they do. And you're like, oh, just get together. Just yeah. get together. You're already and, all you're already like in motels. In, right. you know, the sticks of America. Right. Like, just get on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I mean, it was the first episode where Scully comes in mm-hmm. and she's got, like, these weird <gasps> That was horrifying. Oh, my God. I was like, <gasps> yeah. here it is. Oh, my God. Already. It's she's... their first case together. Yeah. And they, you know, she trusts uh, her partner enough to be like, okay, I'm just going to lift my shirt up and show you She this. came in like she had the robe on. She yeah. was in her underwear, and I was just like, good for you. This is going to happen. Yeah. And then he just like, but the candlelight. I was like, yep, of yeah. course, when the lights are out. <laughs> yeah. But they don't. They don't get they together. They don't. They don't. And as I understand, they don't get together throughout the entire show. Unless it never well, happens. It never does. Well, so I'm sure you guys know the nine seasons were kind of like the X-Files, the official X-Files with two mm-hmm. movies interspersed between. Um, and we got a season 10 yeah. last year, a mini series. We're getting a full season 11 um, oh. coming this September, I want to mm-hmm. say. Um, now, in the last season of the show Mm -hmm. uh they do get together they finally gave the shippers what they wanted and then you come to find out that the baby is actually Mulder was abducted at one point in the (gasps) series Scully was abducted this baby is theirs no come on and it kind of just the original series ends that way with them on the run from the government uh they've exposed this huge conspiracy that the aliens are working with this shadowy government uh i could definitely go into more specifics if you need me to and uh the series ends with them just in bed holding each other it's extremely touching heartwarming um 
And then when this season 10 came back last year, a lot of years have passed. Everything's changed. And uh, we see that they their relationship couldn't stand the test of time. And they're, they're separated at this point. So now we're back to square one where hopefully they'll reconnect, reunite, come back together. And it fails. Mulder so had good. to go for, uh, had to go to therapy for sex addiction. He did. He didn't realize. No, there's a fun fact about Mulder too. Oh. He, he is You a... mean David Duchovny or Mulder? Mulder. Mulder. Okay. Um, which they're strikingly similar. But uh, mm. Mulder is actually a porn addict no. in the X-Files. No. Yeah. And you get glimpses of this throughout the series. Um, he has like prostitutes leaving messages on his his answering machine. If, yep, 90s. And, so uh, 90s. Or he has, you know, a bill comes in the mail and it's all, you know. Sex lines or something. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Which is maybe kind he was of just sad. doing. Maybe David Duchovny. This is my theory from hearing those four sentences you just said. Um, research, doing yes. method acting. Yeah, has to has to meet up with you know some phone sex line stuff. Yep. As well as like watch a ton of porn, and then it's a it's a spirally. It's it's a it's a downward spiral from there. I you feel like every I mean? actor or writer has used that excuse totally. far too much. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about how your love of the X Files affected your life. Yeah. So, like, were you were you did you share this uh, like of the show with your friends, or did it kind of like separate you from them? Like, how did it kind of come through in your day to day life? I mean, you read you wrote a book about aliens. Yeah. So I'm very fascinated <laughs> yeah. to see. You like, dedicated your life to UFOs much. and and extraterrestrials. I, I think I'm like people like me are kind of the closest it comes to an actual like ufologist they sort of call it mm-hmm. um which is an interesting term but between the show and my personal interest in ufos and aliens uh no i did not share it with many people uh for most of my life you know as an adolescent school took over sports girls everything you know that a young person uh, experiences and this this weird fringe topic was always kind of in the background. Uh, I would research it uh, without anyone knowing. I would watch the X Files and not have anyone to talk about it with, Aww. unless I like snuck down onto the America Online and got on the message boards. X Files fan, nineteen ninety six. Oh my god! Please, what was your uh, what was your what was your screen name? Okay, is that it? A screen oh, yeah. name? Are uh-huh. you ready for this one? I'm yep. so ready. So this is what I wanted on my license plate. If I ever get a car again, it was the letter I, Mm -hmm. M, for UFOs. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You're pro UFO? I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for that day to happen. And I know someone probably has it already. Yeah, you'll be able to get a vanity plate, I'm sure. Hopefully. So so it was kind of, it was like a guilt, it was a real guilty pleasure. You didn't really talk about it. Did you feel like if you talked about it, you would, you'd be looked at differently? There's a big ridicule factor when it comes to this. You look at anyone who reports an actual UFO sighting or the way the news media handles it, and Mm -hmm. it's always with a smirk or a side eyed glance. Or they put the X Files music behind it, mm-hmm. and uh, that 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 bothered me. You know, as a kid, uh, you're very persuaded. You didn't want to be different. You mm-hmm. didn't. You wanted to fit in. Um, so that ridicule factor did affect me. I didn't talk about it with anybody for a really long time. I would say not until 
college or so when I when I sort of grew into myself and became comfortable is when I started shouting it from the rooftops to be like, hey, UFOs are pretty cool. Uh, they're aw- super awesome, and everyone should look into it. And that's when I really got heavily into it. I started seeking people out and interviewing them about having seen a UFO or claimed to have been abducted by aliens or even seen a ghost, like going into the more paranormal and supernatural realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that really sparked my my interest in furthering that. Uh, I, I started writing essays about it or submitting to these alternative magazines and writing about it. And it kind of snowballed from there. And then that's kind of the culmination of the book. It's hundreds of people who I've interviewed oh. about having seen UFOs or claimed alien abduction. And I mean, these are everyday people. Yeah, They're teachers, they're doctors, they're law enforcement. So these aren't like crazy backwoods people who were drunk um, seeing a light in the sky and saying it was an alien. They, they, these people experienced something they couldn't explain. Uh, it was unidentified mm-hmm. and uh, it changed their lives. And that's kind of what I wanted to encapsulate is how something like this can affect your life and change your life and make your entire outlook on reality or what you thought the world was, how it can make it change. Yeah. yeah. What's one of the most fascinating or eerie, like what was the big, like out of all the interviews you've had, or if it's one of your own personal experience, what story like really resonates you when you, and like kind of revisits your mind often? Yeah. So there, there's one story in the book uh, where it's between a mother and her two daughters. This is in uh, Michigan. And they lived near Lake Michigan, and they had a sighting of, like, a triangular UFO uh, over their home. And what really caught my attention is when I interviewed each of the women individually, because I I always want to get, like, a personal story and see how they correlate. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was fascinating because each of them described what they saw completely differently, like how it physiologically affected them or psychologically affected them, which I thought was really cool. So the mother, she saw the triangle and she said that she felt euphoric when she saw it. Like it was super calm and peaceful and uh, completely silent. And then I talked to her daughter and she said, no, I felt like threatened. I felt like we were about to get invaded by something and it was unbearably loud. So it was really interesting to me that these these people were looking at the same thing, but having completely different experiences. Uh, So that one really stuck with me. And I've come across that a lot with individuals who've claimed to have seen these things. So so people have, are there other instances where people were telling you of the same instance, but experiencing it completely different? Yes. And do you feel like that discredits it or it's, or is it just like that is an element of coming in close contact with one of these things. I think it is. I think, uh, like the subtitle of the book says, it's a very human experience. And we, memory is faulty. Uh, We all experience things completely different. And I think it has something to do with that. Whatever these people are seeing. I'm not saying it's aliens from another planet. Mm -hmm. It's literally something uh, unconventional and that they can't explain in that moment. Uh, That it, it affects each of them differently. I don't think it discredits them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
having interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people, I can tell you some people are just batshit crazy. Yeah. Uh, some people <laughs> are delusional and some people make it up. They just make it up. They, they think it's going to, you know, give them notoriety or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are those cases, uh, which I firmly believe in the book, are those people who genuinely saw something mm-hmm. and experienced it and it changed their lives. So, yeah. what are what are some ways that you can kind of like differentiate between those types of people, like the ones that are delusional or just making stuff up, versus people that have a very genuine response to your questions? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with following up with people. Like someone can tell you a story and uh, you never talk to them again. So. What do I have to go on with that? So with a lot of these people, I will go back time and time again and try to trip them up, try to, you know, say, oh, so it happened in October, but it actually happened in August, you know, Mm -hmm. just not trying to deceive them, but just trying to see how accurate it is, how honest they can actually be with me. I mean, I'm no lie detector Mm -hmm. uh, by any means. I I, I don't have... uh, any credentials to say like this is what it was they're telling the truth um i go on gut instinct i think with a lot of these people and uh, i remember talking to one woman who claimed to have been abducted by aliens and i met with her in a diner with her husband and she she was so scared to like come forward and tell me this story and she was like gripping her husband's hand so tight and like shaking and crying and he's just like supporting her and saying like you can do it you can do it and I'm like whoa like not only does she believe this happened to her he believes her and supports her in it so right there no matter what happened to her it could have been anything uh these people firmly believe that these things have happened to them. And I'm not going to take that away from them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to take their story. I'm going to get it out there and uh, let the public decide, I guess. You're like a hybrid of Mulder and Scully. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, a Molly. You're a, <laughs> a Molly. A you're definitely a scolder. Yeah. You're definitely a scolder. Because I think you're coming at it from a very... Uh, I don't want to say like reasonable place, but like you're you're coming from like a very honest place and you you know, you've had your experience mm-hmm. and I think that opens your eyes to what other people may have experienced and and really being empathetic towards these people. I think you know? so. I think, you know, and But also being like reasonable about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're really taking it at like these are this is the story, these are the facts. Who's to say what it was? We, not everybody was there, but This is, you know, I this I'm listening to this story and I'm seeing someone be truly honest with me or, you know, seems to be. Well, a lot like Scully, I think it's if I'm going to say that if I'm going to write a book about UFOs or even like talk to these people about it, I think you have sort of a responsibility to uh, to to bring only the most credible things forward and not try to enable these people who might be delusional or whatnot. So I think you have, your your job isn't to prove that it was aliens. Your job is to prove that it was anything but aliens. So then when that's the only answer left, um, that's when you really have to look at it and be like, what is going on? Yeah. 99% of UFO sightings can be explained firmly, like in some prosaic conventional way. But there's always that 1%, and that's kind of what I'm looking at and other people who are interested are looking at, that 1% of these things that 
just cannot be explained and continue to perpetuate and happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's freaking wild. (laughs) That's wild. Um, What do you think uh, about the future of X-Files? I feel like there's movies and there's other seasons coming out. Where do you think that the, uh, I guess, franchise is going? Yeah, so... It's interesting. Between the end of season nine, which we believed was going to be the end of the X-Files, it was a completely different America, different world that we were living in. What year was it? It was 2002, 2002, I believe. Yes, very different. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) yep. It's different from 2016. Exactly. (laughs) And within that series, those nine seasons, it was... It was this whole grand conspiracy of aliens that Mm -hmm. uh, they were working with this shadow government, like I said, to like they they were going to come invade Earth no matter what. There was no question like, look, we're vastly more intelligent than you. We're going to come here, deplete your resources, do what we're going to do. We will save some of you. And that's this like shadow government. So then this is like the conspiracy that Mulder is trying to unravel throughout the series. Um, And... That ended, and it didn't happen. The show ended, and this invasion didn't occur. So then the show comes back almost a decade later. And like we said, it's a completely different world now. So they had to kind of explain that when they brought the show back. Like, what is the world we live in now? So what they went with is a conspiracy of men, that aliens were never actually a part of this. This was all a, what they call like a false flag operation, where we create a fake enemy to then do what we want with our military, with our government, to get what they want to make sure that the people highest up are uh, benefiting from it. Um, And we'll create an enemy, whether it's a a rival country or a, um, you know, a faction of America that people don't agree with. Some sort of enemy to make it be like, look, this is what we're going to put our money into now to fight this. Mm. So in the new series, it's now a conspiracy of men. Now this whole thing, Mulder is trying to unravel the government that's created this fake alien thing so they're just history. like so uh, the, so it, it the, so there's no aliens in this now like there wait apparently <laughs> apparently what? but what? then there is but there isn't Oof. see the show Jeez never Louise, the show is never clear god god damn it just leave it where it was just leave <laughs> it like, I like I, the idea that there's aliens I know it was so simple I like the idea too yeah. don't make it <sighs> it was so like, simple that's yeah a I mean I fucking I'm sorry like I just hate it when people like when they drudge up stuff I mean I know people were excited for the X-Files and I'm sure you as a diehard fan were like very excited for yeah. it but like are you kind of disappointed by that just like what it almost negates all nine all, seasons yeah. oh my god yeah it, it it was it was a huge slap in the face to people who followed the show for so long yeah um, now in terms of where it's heading now you do have to wonder if they're still gonna stick with that was this just you know Molders believed for so long but never gotten that truth that was out there um he never got it so like is he just giving up at this point and saying oh whatever it's just humans fine maybe we'll see a resurgence in that that maybe it was aliens and he's gonna start to believe again uh who knows who knows where the show is going? Jeez, Louise, that's a bummer. Yeah. It's a real bummer. Because kind of now I would just go back to the pilot and all those like teenage kids getting abducted. Yeah. And then you're like, no, nah, it's just the government. 
Just the government. Womp womp. Sorry their... that you all died. Yeah. So that then, in that, so then, going back to Scully's in, like incredibly weird impregnation story. <laughs> yeah. So how is it then like we're part supposed alien? To, so then we're it supposed is. to believe that the government abducted Mulder and then abducted Scully and then put their stuff together, their put stuff. it back in Scully, and oh, so weird. And why? Mix it with why? Aliens. Why is also, my biggest question? Yeah. Like, yeah. why would that even happen? Also. Uh, question about uh, the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, is the baby... So, how did the alien DNA get into the baby if it's his baby and her baby? So Why is it not just like a normal baby? A lot of people who've claimed ap- actual alien abductions have claimed that uh, when they were taken aboard these craft, that uh, the women, they were experimented on and they had eggs taken from them. Uh, men have said that they've had Semen, semen yeah. extracted from them, mm-hmm. and that it was used for this hybridization between humans and aliens. So, uh, in the show, that's kind of what they're going for. Gotcha. That right. they were both abducted. This baby was made between Mulder, Scully, and some alien DNA as sure. well. And now you've got this superhuman hybridization uh, happening on the planet without anyone knowing. So they're like. While they're coming to invade the planet, they're also creating this hybrid alien and human to now take over the planet. Really? That's kind of what I went with. Yeah. Uh, It's a little out there, but the show's done much crazier things. Yeah, for sure. I just feel like I'm I'm picturing an alien at a computer on a message board being like, what if we did this, you guys? <laughs> let's ship them together. If they're not going to do it on their own, let's make it happen. Let's do it Enter. For <laughs> and they were like, let's abduct them. I'm, I'm really yeah. fascinated by the abduction stories mm-hmm. because I feel that's interesting. So they actually, so people who have claimed that they've been abducted and you've spoken to them, they say that they were present for and like aware during this experimentation. Mm-hmm. When they're returned, is it like no time has passed? Like what are... Yeah, they lose the time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big aspect of it. It's missing time, uh, which has been written about a lot. Uh, even people who just see UFOs claim to have had missing time where they just maybe 10, 20, an hour has just passed and they, they don't know where it went. Uh, they saw it, and then they get home, and they're like, "What? wait, How there's no it, way that could have happened. Um, wow. Now, in terms of abductions, yeah, people, there was a case in the 70s where a guy was abducted uh, in front of six other witnesses. Oh, they shit. saw this happen. They saw a craft come down, shoot a beam at this dude. He gets like, you know, he's on the ground. They think he's dead. They bolt, and for the next two weeks, I want to say, uh, he's missing. So everyone in this town assumed that these guys murdered this guy and they're covering it up with this stupid alien story. Uh, they take lie, lie detector tests claiming to have that what they saw is what happened. They all passed wow. with flying colors. And then the dude shows up. He shows up like on the side of a road and he has the same exact story as them but doesn't remember what happened after he got hit with that beam of light. He's then put under hypnotic regression and this whole alien abduction thing starts to come forward. Yeah. So he didn't remember what happened in those two weeks he was missing. Jeez. Yeah. Dang. 
So we have about 10 minutes left, and I know that you wanted to do some questions for us, I believe, yeah. at the end of the yes. episode. So I want to give you, to give you your time. Yeah, yeah I want to give you your time. Ooh, this has never happened on the Guilty Pleasure podcast. We're so excited. Awesome. Ooh. So I as well have a podcast called Somewhere in the Skies, yes. all about UFOs, aliens, where I bring on researchers who look into this stuff, uh, scientists, uh, academics, everyone you can think of, everyone in every walk of life, just to talk about it, what they think about it, what they believe. Uh, so I kind of wanted to turn the tables on you guys, do a little interview sesh if you wouldn't cool. mind. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So uh, what do you guys, are you guys into this at all? When you knew that I was coming in to talk about not just X-Files, but the fact that I legitimately seriously study UFOs, um, I would be a little hesitant at first. I mean, we've known each other for a while, yeah, so you I know kn- I'm not I like, knew, yeah. <laughs> uh, that I'm not actually crazy. Yeah, I, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. But what are your thoughts on the whole UFO topic? You know what? Like, honestly, like, I'm thinking of this, and I was like very um, cognizant of any pre-biases that I had in my mind as you were talking. Um, and I was just like, like, as you're talking about like these eyewitness accounts I'm probably like my immediate reaction is to go like yeah right but at the same time I've never really given it any thought other than like it's never really crossed my mind like I said I love supernatural stuff I've always been more inclined to listen to people's like creepy experiences like ghost stories paranormal stuff I can kind of get a little bit more on board with Mm. um but to that effect I really have no like discernible opinion and I don't think you're crazy. Um, <laughs> I think like, I was like, I was oh, like, no, God. I was like, I don't think you're crazy. It's just, it's fascinating. Cause I've never, I've never spoken with someone who's been so open about it. So, I mean, I, I have no opinion. I think that's my final answer. Cool. <laughs> hey, that's all I can ask. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I'm, I'm on the same page as you are Jackie with, I've always been intrigued by um, people's experiences specifically with like alien ufo or like spiritual ghost Mm -hmm. situations um and i i think there is i think the way that you talk about it is like a really um healthy way of talking about it like just looking at like the facts that you're given and I don't want to say healthy I I don't know how to like (laughs) not sound like a dick right now but like I I I trust your opinion and I trust you as a as a human so I I think that um yeah I think that I mean it just it just makes it like it having I mean the universe is so big it's just so big yeah like I don't think there's not people out there yeah if they're people or if they're not if it's like you know critters and ice or like whatever i definitely think that there are other um there's other life outside of this this universe of course mathematically mathematically i mean like carl sagan like let's just you know what i mean but um i and also there's a part of me who's like yeah 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 like why not? I, I'm kind you know? of under the I'm under the uh, under the assumption when it comes to this stuff that uh, prove to me it's not real. Like yeah. I'm totally open to it. Yeah. Like I've been studying it for half my life, and I can tell you right now, I'm still e- extremely skeptical mm-hmm. that any of this has to do with aliens. Yeah. Um, 
but prove to me that it's not yeah. aliens. And yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Same with ghosts. Same with Loch Ness Monster. I, yeah. d- I definitely think there's some like funky like paranormal shit that like goes down in our day to day. And I think that like as humans who are so self-consumed with our own things, we probably don't notice it as much. And I think some people maybe are more attuned to that kind of paranormal than other people are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you think about it, like... Like, like it's it's so interesting when people have like these biases about certain beliefs that aren't necessarily rooted in fact. But like I was raised Catholic, and I'm like, I was taught for like quite a few years that someone rose from the dead. So um, <laughs> yeah, and like saved <laughs> your soul, yeah. and right. saved my died for my sins. Although I wasn't even thought I was. A blip. A bl- uh, thousands of years. Thousands right. of years in the future. Yeah, right. And then came back, was like, you know, I know you guys killed me, but I think yeah. we, let's give this a second try. Yeah, let's, let's give it. it, let's give this a second go. It's like breaking up with like, it's like you just broke up with an abusive uh, spouse and then three days later was like, one more chance. I'll one give you 40, shot. 40 more days. I'll give you, you got 40 days. And then his dad That's came it. and was like, we're packing up your shit and I'm taking you back home. Yeah. You fucked this up now. <laughs> Well, I guess my my second question for you guys would be then, The X-Files deals a lot with conspiracy. Um, Are there any conspiracies that you guys really buy into? You're like, oh, totally. You know, like well, that's, I personally that's absolutely happening. I'm a 9-11 truther. No, okay. I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. Um, conspiracy oh theories. You know what? I'll, I'll say this very confidently. Um I've gotten a lot more involved in government in the last year for obvious reasons. Um, I, If I think that the people who are in charge of my life and my country are secretly doing some shady ass shit, and they are doing shady shit. I know there's people there doing shady shit. Yeah. But if I think that there's like these grand conspiracy theories like – I don't think I could. I, I can't deal with it. Like it, that <laughs> would just emotionally. Emotionally, I right can't now. handle it. You it's know what I mean? Why? Yeah. I think people that are really involved in conspiracy theories, um, and if someone out there listening is, you know, let us know about it. Like uh, I'd love to hear it. But like, yeah. that's you. That's fine. I personally cannot take that on. <laughs> I <laughs> cannot take it. this on. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. There is a bunch of. There's like all sorts of theories. I feel like. There's I'm I uh, like JFK mm-hmm. like that to me I'm like there is some crazy there that's not it yeah like that wasn't it like that's something there's something else and it for whatever reason I actually I think it was my mother who was like she said this once I was like oh girl get it she was like I don't think Marilyn Monroe had a drug overdose or anything like that she's like I think she knew too much and they killed her and I was like ooh. That's interesting. She's like, there's. She was like, I think that. Yeah. Th- she knew too much, and they. Well, she actually, she was one of the proponents to get the truth about UFOs out to the public, and was trying to get JFK to do this when he was in office oh. to bring the truth forward about whatever we knew. At that time, the government was officially investigating UFOs. It's called Project Blue Book. And then when it came forward that she was going to, you know, do this. Use her platform. Use her platform to, like, bring forth UFO disclosure. Yeah. uh, She died. She died before JFK, right? Uh, Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh. American history is not my thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. 
I yeah. Mean, that's just what my mom said once. And I was. Or she's oh, still fuck. alive. Or she's still alive, yeah. just like Elvis. With Tupac and Elvis, yeah. And oh. Walt Disney's frozen somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But I think other conspiracy theories, uh, you know. I, I don't I don't really follow it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, um, it's a slippery slope, like yeah. you said. Like it's a lot to take on. It can run your life and yeah. make you miserable. Like you wouldn't trust anyone at yeah. that point. Yeah, I would get too paranoid. Yeah. I, I do have faith in my government that at the core they want the best for the public. Uh, but they will do some stuff to make sure, again, that the status quo remains status quo, that the people making the money are making the money, and that things continue mm -hmm. to go in to their benefit. Exactly. So, like, yeah. I could never, if someone was trying to argue with me that, like, vaccines were caused by the government to cause, like, I, I'm like, no. Like, yeah. I can't, I'm like, no. I cannot even with I, that. I can't even with that. <laughs> I can't even cannot. with that. Like, I can't. Um, but, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, there's only, as a person, like, you can really truly only control, like, you, how you react to things. And you can only really construct your own life. So to think about things that are completely out of your control are very, uh, is maybe not the best use of your time. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the biggest fear yeah. with a lot of people who don't believe in aliens or UFOs. It's completely out of their control. It's It also something... discredits so many things that like yeah. you've come to find comfort in like religion or, yeah. um, us being by ourselves and also like all of a sudden we're not the smartest yeah and we're not the top of the food chain anymore everything would change yeah. if we were told there is an alien presence coming to our planet or yeah. has been here yeah then the government's been lying to us mm -hmm. for 50 60 years yeah uh then what do you do you know like you said religion would change the economy would change the military would change everything would be impacted yeah. by i think this big profound question that so many people are interested in but are too afraid to ask yeah so i'm gonna keep asking and keep getting scared shitless when <laughs> i come closer to an answer i think yeah. so yeah That's, uh, thank you thank, thank you. you that was great i really, really enjoyed fun. this chat do you this have any awesome. other questions or no that i'm it? good yes. so we talk about your your things yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Good. Uh, so you have a podcast called Somewhere in the Skies. You also have a book that now Amanda and I are the proud owners of. Hooray! Is there anything else that you want to plug? Uh, no, that's it. The podcast is every week. You can find it at somewhereintheskies.com. It's like you guys on all major podcast outlets. And yeah, all my work can be found there, somewhereintheskies.com. Nice. Thank Ryan, you so much, so Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This you is a blast. It. Yeah. We had a blast. Creepy face. Creepy wavy face. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.